Welcome to the Business Exchange Podcast, where we equip buyers and sellers of businesses to maximize income, minimize heartache, and change the trajectory of their financial future. Now here are your hosts, Mike Hall and Steve Wright. Welcome everyone. We're glad you're with us here today and hope that you're staying healthy and keeping cool. Man, it has been hot out lately. Um, so we're here in uh, central North Carolina and um, we really are getting real summer weather here of late. So I'm here with my counterpart, Steve Wright. Steve, what is one of your favorite TV shows uh, that you've been watching lately? Yeah, so I think we're all discovering uh, some great pandemic, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, shows and movies and things like that. TV viewing, yep. Yeah, uh, people are embarrassed to admit, you know, they've watched the, the Tiger King and all of these crazy shows that are on. But I tell you, the one that's really got me is Alone on the History Channel. Have you seen that one? No, Alone is this yeah. like a this is a, a reality TV yes, show? Yes, it's right? a reality TV show. Basically, they get these people that are crazy enough to be dropped off like in Mongolia or the Arctic or whatever, you know, minus 20 degree weather. Right. And they get to pick out of maybe 25 or 30 items. They get to pick 10 things that they're going to go, um, you know, into the wilderness with. And then right. they have to, so there's 10 of them, 10 uh, people competing for like a half a million this ser- uh, season seven, which is on now, they're competing for a million dollars. Okay. They don't have any food. I mean, they have to catch their food. They have to catch their fish. They have to trap. They have to stay warm. They have to build a fire. They have to build something to sleep in, a log cabin or something. Right. And it's crazy. I love it. I love it. So, um, uh, so the contest is whoever survives the longest yeah. alone in the wilderness yeah. wins the prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody starts dropping out, and they don't drop out because of you know what you think they would drop out for. I mean, you you know you might think well they would eventually get hungry or they can't build you know a shelter or whatever, but the vast majority of them uh, drop out because of isolation. Wow. People are not used to not communicating and having a relationship because we're all wired. Our right. DNA, you know, we're wired for relationship. And so these people start missing their families, their kids, their wives, their spouses, you know, significant right. others. And it drives them crazy. So who was, um, I mean, these people have to be kind of touched in the head a little bit. So, so to do something like this, so who are some of the, I mean, are there like some really interesting characters? Yeah, who, there, who there, there are. I mean, but you know, these are, these are, you know, some of them are professionals. I mean, it's just, you know, accountants, it's different people that think that they can do it. And, you know, some of them are like, you know, Marine recons and, you know, different people, but. You know, right. one lady that was on a show a couple of years ago, she had MS and she was maybe in her late forties or, you know, late fifties actually. Right. She did real well. There's uh, in the show that's on right now, there's 10 of them uh-huh. and six of them have dropped out. So there were eight men and two women. And now there are two men and two women left. So wow. Six people that have dropped out. And so okay. you've got all of these like Marine recons, they're dropping out, you know, wildlife wilderness guides they're dropping out and those two women i mean <laughs> they're they're, they're in there yeah so it's good wow i don't know if i'd want to uh, um you know meet either of those ladies in a dark alley they probably would take me out pretty easy 
Um, all right. So, uh, you know, having grown up in the sticks myself, you know, I'd like to think that I could survive a good while out in the woods on my own. But, I, you know, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be signing up for that show anytime soon. Well, so today we're focusing on what happens when a business buyer and a business seller meet for the first time. We call this the buyer-seller meeting. Steve, why don't you share with the listeners your analogy for why this meeting is so important? Yeah, so, you know, so, you know, we're thinking, we're talking about that movie alone, you know, the TV show alone, right? And, you know, some people don't survive. Well, the truth of the matter is some people, when they buy a business, they don't survive. Some people, mm-hmm, when they start mm-hmm. a business, they don't survive, right? The, I forgot the stats, but it's like 70, 75% of new business ventures fail, right? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. more people don't make it than make it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think one of the things when I'm meeting a business buyer it, that, you know, I, you really have to help them discover, you know, are they a startup specialist or are they a move-in ready uh, buyer? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because some, some people, you know, they have, they have a unique gift set. And I always, you know, like to use, you know, these uh, very simple analogies. And I, let's just think about it in terms of building a house. Tina and I have been married for uh, 31 years. Mm-hmm. Never one time, Mike, never, ever, ever, ever has Tina said, hey, Steve, uh, I'm getting ready. You know, I think we need to move. I want to get a new house. Why don't you go find some land, clear the land, pour a foundation, do the plumbing, do the sheetrock, do the flooring, do the electrician work, uh, the siding, drywall, you know, countertops, cabinetry, um, you know, run all the electricity, put the roof on it, the shingles, right? She's never done that. The reason she's never done that is because that is not my skill set. Right. And so, you know what, but I have another skill set. You know what my skill set is, Mike? What's that? <laughs> my skill set is showing up at a house with my wife, with a real estate agent, walking into the house with, with the real estate agent, sitting over to the side and letting my wife do the tour, go look at it, buying the house with my wife. And my skill set is moving stuff into a house that's already built, Mm -hmm. turning on a light switch, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. plugging in a computer, Mm -hmm. connecting to Wi-Fi, uh, using the garbage garbage disposal. And then, you know, there's some things that I can do. I mean, like I, I might build a raised bed garden in the backyard, right? So there are some things that I might do and I I may want to to add some things to the garage or, you know, whatever. So there, there are some things that I can do, but my skill set is moving into something that's already existing right? and then trying to add value. Okay. And so, you know, if, if a, one of the things that we do when we're working with a buyer is we try to help them realize which one of these two people are you. And the truth of the matter is Mike, most people are not, uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright. Most right. people cannot build an airplane in their bicycle shop at night. Right. <laughs> okay. And it doesn't make you less, I mean, but we always talk about the Wright brothers, right? And so we, you know, we think, oh my goodness. But the truth is, it's a lot safer bet to go in and buy something that's already um, established. Mm-hmm. And so when, when a person has that mentality, then you can go into a buyer seller meeting like we're talking about now. And then you can be asking questions 
but the questions are different, right? So mm-hmm. you're not trying to invent something new. You're, you're basically saying, hey, where, where's the uh, the breaker box? Where, where Where's the garbage disposal switch? Where, where Where's the Wi-Fi? How do you connect? To... So mm-hmm. it's a different set of questions that you would be asking. But you need to know if you're a business buyer, you need to know which one of these two people you are. Right. Right. And so what you're saying then is, you know, to, to follow this analogy, if you are self-aware enough and put enough thought into it to figure out what your skill set is and understanding that you're not one of those pioneer trailblazer start from scratch kind of persons, um, that you need to sharpen your skills and prepare your mindset for how you're going to approach a buyer seller meeting, um, with that understanding. Yeah, so Mike, what you and I get to do every day, it's really wonderful. And, and it's basically, we get to listen to people and see what their life ambitions and dreams are. And then we get to help them find the best path for them to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, most people that I meet with are not independently wealthy. So if you say, hey, would you like to start a business from scratch? You know, can you, can you go without a paycheck for two or three years? Do you have an angel investor? Do you are you independently wealthy? Mm-hmm. You know, do you understand all aspects of the job that you're going to have to do, the competition, all of those things? Because starting a business from scratch, the reason so many of them fail is it's that gum hard. I mean, it's it's very very difficult. Right. And right. So you know, if you understand your skill set, you know how I get from Raleigh to Nashville, Tennessee. There must be 500 different ways, right? But what we get to do is we get to work with buyers to help them find the best route for them. Right. So, so that with that understanding, that kind of preps the path for how a buyer should approach a buyer selling meeting. What are some other What are some other wisdom that you could share with them for when they go into that meeting as a buyer? What do they need to know? What do, what do they need to think through to know whether or not this is the business that I need to pursue? Yeah, so so number one, let's say you've decided, you know what, I'm not the guy that can pull the genie out of the bottle. I can't create something out of nothing. Okay, I'm the type of person, I'm a little bit more like you, Steve. I need to find something that's existing that I can add value to because I actually need to make mortgage payments and feed my family on day one. Okay, so that's a business buyer. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've decided that you're that kind of person, then you're going to go into a business buyer, seller, buyer meeting, really trying to get three questions answered. Now, let's step back and look at the process that's brought you thus far. Okay. So you've found a business online that you like. You have signed uh, an NDA and a buyer profile that right. has allowed you to look at an executive summary. Mm-hmm. Well, once you look at an executive summary, you're just, you know, you're generally trying to go, you know, does this check seven or eight out of 10 boxes for me? Does this, in, does this ex- excite me? Mm-hmm. And so once you look at the executive summary, you're not really at that point ready to write a check and put a deposit down on the business, right? Right. So if you're buying a home, you've got to go look at the home, mm-hmm. right? So again, if you're a serious business buyer, You've got to go look at the business. You've got to go meet the owner. You've got to go ask questions. You've got to talk to them. And I, I, you know, what I always say as I'm educating and coaching buyers is you're really only trying to accomplish three things in the buyer seller meeting. 
Okay. Number one, um, is this a business, after I've visited and met the owner, talked to them, is this a business that I see myself going to every day, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. being content in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Okay, number two, does this seem like a business that my skill set, my ability that I can add value? Mm-hmm. And then number three, does this make financial sense? Okay. okay. So number one, do I see myself here? Number two, do I see myself adding value? Can I take the business and grow it? And number three, when I look at all of the financials and knowing that I'm going to go into due diligence and look at more financials, is this beginning, the finances, are they beginning to look good to me? So if you check all three of those boxes, well then now I'm probably ready to put a deposit down and inspect and look at the numbers even more during due diligence. Okay. Well, you know, and that's very, very practical, common sense wisdom um, that that buyers out there would really do well to heed. You know, but there's also this concept of being prepared when it comes to these buyer-seller meetings, right? And this can be a real point of frustration for sellers and for brokers, right, Steve? Yeah. Well, Mike, I'll tell you one of the things I think that would help our buyers and even our sellers, it, like you, you you've had hundreds of these buyers and seller meetings. I mean, you had one yesterday with one of the businesses. I mean, this, this is something that you do every day of your working life. Why don't you go through a little bit about the buyer seller meeting and how uh, a buyer can be, you know, better prepared for that. Right. Well, so it, this, what I'm about to share, granted it is a pet peeve of ours because we experience it when we go into these meetings. So maybe we do have a little bit of an axe to grind, but having thrown out that caveat, this is also very practical wisdom to help these buyers be prepared, to be ready. And um, uh, this is good information for them. So thank you for for bringing that up. All right. So first thing I I would say is um, get to the meeting early, right? There's nothing that shows irresponsibility uh, more than showing up late for an appointment. And, you know, inevitably it'll happen that some emergency will come up or maybe there's a traffic situation or car breaks down. Those things happen. But when they do happen, you know, practice the courtesy of giving that broker a phone call to let them know, hey, my car broke down, um, I'm caught in traffic, whatever, I'm going to be running a few minutes late. Okay, so just be courteous. That's the first thing. Number two, um, read and know what is in the executive summary. Um, When sellers and brokers prepare executive summaries, when we do these, it takes time and work. Um, And we do this so that we can inform buyers so that they make wise choices. But, Steve, and you know this as well as I do, when buyers show up to that meeting and ask questions that they could have easily answered by reading the executive summary, that gets annoying you know it's like yeah it's beyond annoying. i mean you're you're about to make a decision i mean that's why people go on dates right you go on dates before you get married right right well you know this is a pretty big decision in your life you're about to buy a business and you're going to come to the buyer sale meeting you've not read the executive summary and then you're going to ask hey when did you start this business What's the square footage? How yeah. many employees? Yeah. What well, did you business? list the business? How much is the business listed for? And the I'm business like, owner said, they go, 
All of that stuff is in the first three pages of the executive summary. Yeah, so, and, and yeah. most of it is bullet pointed and highlighted, so you don't even have to read. <laughs> it's not like you even have to read a paragraph. Just look over the bullet points. So, yeah, it's, and it's okay. Let's be clear. It's okay if you need clarification for something that you didn't understand yeah, that you read. It, that's that's totally normal. But to show up and just be asking basic questions that, that are easily covered on the executive summary, uh, betraying the fact that you haven't read it, you haven't really put any time into it, that is a definite uh, no-no. It's annoying. Okay? Number three, be ready with good probing questions. Now, you know, we're not talking obviously about the things that are covered in the executive summary, but we're talking about things that show that you have put some time and some thought and preparation into the meeting, right? So having some good probing questions that, number one, are going to help you as a buyer to satisfy the criteria you may have in mind for the business you want to buy. But number two, that kind of shows your mettle, like you're worthy of buying this business. And this is a chance for you to kind of prove yourself because um, one you know, secret that a lot of buyers may not realize is um, sellers can be kind of picky about who they sell their businesses to. And if they suspect that the, the person who's coming to buy their business, even if they financially are capable, but, but um, you know, their skill set or their, you know, their attitude or um, just how their, their demeanor or personality, how they carry themselves is just off-putting, that will trigger a buyer to kind of move on to a different prospect. So um, be, be prepared. Have some good questions ready. Um, number four, take good notes. Um, and this is something that I have to really, uh, discipline myself to do because I'm much more of a, a social person. And so when I'm going to meetings, I, di I try to discipline myself to write notes down because quite frankly, no matter how good your memory is, you are going to forget a crucial detail later on. Well, I mean, plus Mike, it just sends the right message, right? I mean, there, there's a there's a visual element going on here, right? The, right. The, the owner is speaking, and you're sitting there taking notes. That's impressive. Right, right. Well, and and it it shows that that you know you you value, you value that yeah, time, of course. Yeah, and that um, and that you want to be as accurate as you can. And quite frankly, when you get home and you have time to process that meeting and think through what was said. Um, you know, at least having some bullet pointed notes are going to help you immensely to kind of just uh, put put the puzzle pieces together so that you can kind of uh, chart your course moving forward. And then the last thing is uh, <laughs> don't negotiate price. This is a rookie mistake. Um, that buyer seller meeting is not the time to haggle over the price of the business. Um, you know, there's going to be plenty of time to negotiate when that offer is submitted. But, you know, it really sends a bad message that before you've even taken the time to thoroughly comb through this business, you're already haggling over the price. Um, that I mean, if I were a seller and you started haggling over the price when I feel like you haven't even taken the time to really get to know this business well, that would be an insult to me. Don't you think so, Steve? Yeah. It's yeah. a rookie mistake. So these are just five things that, uh, practical things that we would share from our experience that buyers could do to really position themselves to 
um, understand the business better and put themselves in a good light with the, the business seller. Yeah, Mike, one of the things that I always say to buyers and to sellers, there's, there's really one primary thing that has to happen in the buyer-seller meeting. Mm-hmm. And that is the building of trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while no one is talking about trust factors and no one, you know, it, it's not like a topic that it's brought up in the conversation. Will you be honest and will you tell me the truth? And uh, nobody's saying that, that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you the number one thing that is established is does the seller after this meeting, does he trust the buyer? Mm-hmm. And does the buyer trust the seller? Mm-hmm. And so if that trust is not built during this meeting, moving forward, uh, it's very unlikely that the deal would be completed. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we always tell the buyer and the, and the seller, just be honest, just be yourself. And mm-hmm. if there's a question that's asked and you don't know, I don't know, I have to provide that information later. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, trust is, is the key. All right. Well, so this is, again, just practical wisdom that we want to share with, with you all, the listeners, so that you can be prepared and so that you can understand this buying and selling process better. And the more uh, you do to kind of sharpen your pencil, the, the, the better off you're going to be when you get into the situation. So if you have a business uh, that you're thinking of selling, or you are a buyer who wants to find a good business, we are here to help. Feel free to give us a call. Our number is 919-424-1927. Our website is www.tworld.com slash Raleigh. You can email us at mhall, M-H-A-L-L, at tworld.com. And again, that number is 919-424-1927. Well, Steve, that's another episode in the books. Um, we thank you all for listening today, for spending time with us. And we hope the information that we've shared will help you get better prepared for the buying selling process. Be sure to tune in uh, again in a couple of weeks when we will be discussing due diligence and how you can avoid the pitfalls that come, uh, come during this time and how you can uh, be prepared and, and ready for avoiding surprises during due diligence. Until then, this is Mike Hall signing off for Steve Wright and the rest of the Business Exchange team, reminding you to keep those books clean and keep our numbers handy.